Transformative Principle, episode 104 with Rob Carroll. Today we're going to learn from Rob Carroll, who is an amazing principal out in Henderson, Kentucky. I'm continuing the conversation with him from last week, and we're going to talk about the amazing things that he does and how he finds money for those things. So cool and such an inspiration to listen to him and hear from him. I just am so inspired by learning from him. If you'd like to learn how to be a transformative principal, go ahead and sign up for my newsletter at transformativeprincipal.org and you can get my top five ways to be a transformative principal, which I've learned from doing a whole bunch of interviews over a hundred episodes. Please go to transformativeprincipal.org and check that out. Here's the interview with Rob Carroll. We've got Christmas coming up here in a little bit. Can you talk about the special things that you do during the holiday season for your students? I tell you, I think a lot of schools, and I see it on on the news, I think a lot of schools are are scared to celebrate the holidays. And You know, I think you can be an awesome combination of tradition and innovation. I think when you get that exactly right, I think that's that's where your sweet spot is. And, you know, as growing up as a kid, I loved Christmas time in my elementary school. We'd have a Christmas tree in the classroom, and we would read Christmas stories and sing Christmas songs. And it just brought a lot of good Norman rockwell kind of nostalgia around, and it was just all positive. So taking that, uh, we celebrate all of our holidays. So when we think about this Christmas season here, 2015 at the 1199, we always kick it off with taking all of our kids to a movie. And I know that doesn't sound very Christmassy, but it all started back in 2005 when we took our kids to see Polar Express. We thought it was really something important. Took them to an IMAX theater in 3D. And, and when you see kids, a lot of them never get to go to the theater unless you take them. Uh, reaching for snowflakes with their 3D glasses, dressed in pajamas. You just haven't lived till you've done that. And so uh, we really want, with this movie trip, to for our kids to see what's possible, see the magic on the big screen. So because we want them dreaming and, you know, thinking big. This year we took them to see The Good Dinosaur, took 560 kids, another 100 adults, fed them popcorn and candy and Coke at 9 o'clock in the morning, broke every nutritional wall there was, and... Uh, it was just a magical experience. We get back from that. The next activity that rolls around is our Santa's Treasure Island Mall. It's going to be coming up next week. And it's just amazing. Well, we have a kind of our own monetary system at South Heights with Blazer Bucks. And we give out Blazer Bucks for everything that we want to happen, whether it's achievement, acts of compassion, just hard work, effort, everything that we want to happen, parent involvement, students get Blazer Bucks. I know several years before we started this, uh, we would have some kind of secret Santa or some kind of Santa something where a company would bring in all this stuff and kids would get, you know, $10 from their parents and buy a mug for them and that was Christmas. Well, now kids use their own currency, the pleasure butt, and they come and our custodial manager along with the team of people transforms our gym into this magical mall called Santa's Treasure Island Mall and it has all these different storefronts it's just packed full of items for, you know, children and their family. A lot of them are new items. A lot of it's gently used items that have been donated. And students get to come in with their shopping list. And, you know, we don't have to tell them to shop for their family. And they come in and they get to shop. We have our own cafe court. We have our own gift wrap section. And kids get to go in and do that and then leave with a big bag full of gifts that they put around the tree. 
And the reason this is just so empowering, it's just I think one of the best things we do is we have these stories every year of tremendous kids. Last year, one of my favorite ones was this one young man used all of his blazer belts, you know, saved them all year, and he came in, and there was this used princess toddler bag, and he bought it. And we're like, well, that, that's really cool. But the cool part was when we delivered it home, because you can't really fit a toddler bed on the bus. And uh, we got a truck, and we took it to the house. And we told the mom the story when she opened the door, and she just started weeping. And uh, we brought in the house, and it was for his little sister, and it was the only bed in the house. It was the only bed. That stuff that you can't teach out of the book. That's where the kids are teaching out. And and those are the kind of stories that, that we can share and that's why we work so hard is because those kids have greatness that far exceeds us. So Santa's Treasure Island Mall is just a way of expressing that thing. And we're not done yet. Uh, later in the week, later this week, we'll have our neighborhood Christmas parade. And we talk about ideas rule not people. This was actually an idea of some little girls a long time ago. They wanted to have a parade inside the school using little decorating little wagons. And But another core belief at South Lake is go bigger, go home. And so we thought, why do it in the school? Let's have a big parade through our neighborhood. So we take our kids. At the, I would say the whole parade route's probably a little under a mile. And we, of course, promote it. Uh, we have a middle school marching band. Uh, we have a fire engine, police car. Uh, we build a couple of floats. All of the different uh, classes have a song that they sing, and they dress up and, you know, to what coordinates with that song. And it's just a beautiful, beautiful thing. And, and we have just parents and community members line the roads. And another cool thing is we have some of our elderly that can't make it to the big city parade that are always looking out their windows because they can see our parade. And this year, our exciting thing that we're adding is we're asking all of our former South Lake students that are currently in college to dress in their college sweatshirt, and they will walk together as a group. So, again, that circle of life thing. So I'm probably going to have about... I'm estimating, I haven't reached out to all of them yet, but about 20 or 30 students, uh, former students that are all around the state and outside the state, uh, coming back to their elementary school and walking uh, with their college sweatshirts on representing the 1199. And then the last day before Christmas, we have our typical uh, Christmas parties with a lot of candy and cookies and present sharing. And then we get a couple of weeks to go home and celebrate with our families. So that's a lot of stuff to be doing and first thing is most schools seem to be going away from all that extra stuff watching movies in class even having parties and candy and then celebrating holidays you guys are going towards that full steam ahead how do you justify that in this day and age when there's so much pressure to cut all that stuff out and just focus on math and reading and science well, I, I think a couple of things. Uh, we've got another philosophy of ours, which is work hard, play hard, succeed. So uh, our students understand that if you walk into one of our classrooms and you just yelled out work hard, they would yell back play hard. They understand the value of both. They understand that they have to work incredibly hard or these things just can't happen. So if for some reason, and it will never happen as far as I can see, that we had, you know, apathetic students that, didn't work hard, and that was the culture of the school. Unless it was a part of a change, you know, those things possibly wouldn't happen. But we have driven students, we have driven staff members that work incredibly hard, and we feel like that we can take some time to play hard because we think with our students, you know, we get a 
day and a quarter's work out of each day of work hard that they do. So we really think we're getting a lot more out of them because they are looking forward to these special events. Also, I think our results protect us. You know, we're 19 years as principal. We've had in 19 years of this school changing, we've only had one year where our test scores have went down and or, you know, hasn't exceeded what everybody else thought they should. And uh, that's a great track record of success. So results protect you. And, you know, the big picture is when I'm able to tell some of those stories and they can see the change in students, we haven't had one single problem. We have never really had anybody, at least to our face, question what we do. Because think about it. We've got a very strong culture where adults are willing to put in a lot more time than required. We've got students that are extremely happy. We, we Our school is overfilled. and we have a waiting list that's a mile long of, of people wanting to come there, and we get results. That's a pretty good uh, trilogy there to, to have going for you. And I really, again, it goes back to these are kids. These are kids. They love Christmas, and why deny them that? This is this is school. It, it's not prison. Let's let's give them what they desire in the context of what it means in our own homes. And uh, I don't know. I love Christmas. <laughs> yeah. Ho ho ho. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so how do you guys, from a principal standpoint, how do you find the money for doing the college tours, the Santa's Treasure Island Mall, the taking kids to a movie? How do you find money for all of those things? Well, I think a couple of different ways to answer that. Number one, some of these big ideas like college tours, Santa's Treasure Island Mall, are focused on the arts. They're just like some of the core, core beliefs of South Heights. And we will do whatever is necessary to make sure that those will happen. I, I mean, I'm going to be honest here. I remember signing a couple of POs, purchase orders for college tours, that I did not have money to back it up at that point. But with these core beliefs, because they're such a strong part of your culture, people are willing to go out and do the work. So our staff is out there beating doors all the time as far as making connections, you know, the you know, everybody's got connections just within their their team at their school that extend to other businesses, to family members. We do, a, I think, a really strong job of using social media and our branding efforts, telling our stories. We'll tell some of these stories. And we've really got an amazing community behind us that, that makes sure that we pull it off. We do a lot with businesses. International Paper helps support our college stores. They've done it now for several years. We, of course, are been fundraising for Santa's Treasure Island Mall. College tours about $10,000 endeavor. Santa's Treasure Island Mall is between four and 5000 You know, We've had community members coming in this last week, businesses dropping off checks for 500 100 They'll drop off gift bags. People like to be a part of something bigger than themselves, and we've had a great track record. We say there are no accidents in South Banks. We think that this magical thing that's happening here was not an accident. The right people came together at the right point in history to show the rest of the world how a school can be. And so when you got that kind of energy and motivation and momentum, people like to be a part of it. So all of our big ideas that we've had, we've always figured out a way of supporting it. I think too many schools look at what they have for this budget and then try to build their ideas and dreams around it. I think that's wrong. It'll always limit you. I think you've got to pick out your ideas and dreams and dream big, and then that will ignite, you know, 
support and, you know, strong vision will just kind of lead you through it. So, uh, again, we kind of flip it. Yeah, I love that idea that people look at their budget and try to see what they can do with it, and that's the wrong approach. People need to look at the ideas and then find ways to make their budget work to make it happen. That is a powerful way to to look at that differently so that you can so that you can have success. When it comes to getting the right people on your team, how do you make those kinds of decisions? How do you what are you looking for at your school to do the things you want to do? Well, I think we, we, we're kind of different when it comes to the interview process. First of all, we do a lot of recruiting. Uh, we've got a wonderful HR director, but she's trying to take care of uh, 13 schools. She can't give us the love and support that, that we need our, ourselves. So uh, she does her job and does a wonderful job of it, but we're always out recruiting. Whether we're sitting in a college class and we uh, see someone that kind of when they start talking uh, has a, a similar connection to our culture, or a lot of times we're purposely teaching college classes or going to offer to speak at college classes so we can start identifying that talent before it ever gets out into the rest of the school. Mm-hmm. So it's almost like a minor league ball system. We're out there trying to recruit and find talent. So once we start identifying and finding those, we also we built a pretty good reputation where we get a lot of people that, that apply, really not people in district. I think people within our district, we don't get a lot of transfers because they see what we do and it's different. And even though they respect it, I don't know if they all want to do it, but we do get a lot of people outside the district that apply. And then we're pretty non-traditional with our interview methods. Even last year, we went as far as we had a student team that would interview prospective teachers first before they could interview with us. That worked really well. Uh, our interviews are very non-traditional. We don't really interview for skill. We, we're not asking them a lot of reading questions or math instruction questions. We're all about getting inside their head, seeing what, how they think. We're looking for culture matches, you know. Some of our best teachers, we have come and visited our school and stayed and done a lot of work before they ever applied because we want people that want to be at South High. If you come into an interview at South High and one of our first questions is, why did you apply for this job at South High? If they say anything like, well, I just want to get foot in the door, I just want to, if it's not about why they're a good match for South High, so we've got a secret signal, and we go to the next to the last question. And so we're looking for culture matches. We're looking for pirates. We're looking for dreamers. We're looking for hard workers. We're looking for people that understand team and uh, team before self. So it makes it kind of fun. Yeah, that is pretty awesome. I've been in a couple interviews where we started talking and then we found out that it just was not going to work. And so we ended the interview, you know, within five minutes and people thought, oh, is that it? Yeah, that's all there is. We know that (laughs) we've made our decision already. And, you know, some people would say that that's cruel or not nice to do, that you should give everybody a chance. And tell me about your thoughts on that. Well, you know, we're going to be respectful to everybody in the interview. Uh, we will treat them all the same coming in. But, you know, this is our school. We've worked hard to build what we have. And these are our students. And we treat them like our very own children. And if you do not come in and immediately kind of blow it out of the water, we're looking for great. Remember, we can't handle mediocre. We can't handle below mediocre. If if you don't come in ready to bring it and you're not a match, there is probably a school out there for you. Uh, we've had some people transfer from South Heights that were really good people, really good teachers, 
they just weren't a good match for what we needed. And they've been quite successful at other places. So I really don't have time to, to feel bad about that as long as we're respectful. I think that, that's the key, and, and we are. When we give everybody an opportunity, we don't go into too many interviews with a closed mind. Tell me a little bit more about your student interview team. Why are they interviewing, and what kinds of things are they looking for? Well, what we would do, because we don't hit it, you know, we've got a non-traditional interview method, and we don't bat a thousand. I mean, we've hired people that have not worked out. And, you know, the the, the good thing is we've had students pull us aside and say, hey, I remember when this guy subbed here. What were you thinking? I mean, our kids are really honest. We could have told you that this was not a good match because there's no better identifier of authenticity than a student. And they could have told us. So we thought, well, why are we cutting out the most important factor? So we put together a team of interviewers, and they weren't all the 4.0ers. They weren't on the leadership club. These were kids that were authentic. Times could be very challenging, but they, they represented the true heart. We felt like that diverse team of what South Heights is about. So we thought, man, they if they say they can identify authentic greatness, let's give them a shot. And so they the teachers would come in, and we had one teacher facilitating it, but the kids drove it. They came up with a question. The teacher just took notes on the side. So the, the applicant would come in and sit in front of this team of students, and they would just drill them with questions. And then the teacher would, uh, after that applicant left, the teacher would interview the students about their feedback. Uh, they did a rating kind of system on all the applicants. And then we would look through that and decide on who we would interview based on that. And we would keep the students' notes throughout our interviews. And I tell you what, they hit it out of the ballpark. They were right on and they, they were able to spot maybe a, a faker that we possibly would have interviewed without their help. <laughs> that does seem a little wild to put the fate of someone's career in the hands of a bunch of kids, but also at the same time pretty – I imagine that that makes your kids feel like they are really part of the school and recognize that it's really for them. What were their responses to being given that opportunity? Well, they loved it. They really felt empowered. They they were kind of they kind of bragged about it the following year. They were like, "Hey, you know, we 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 helped hire that one right there. Yep, we picked her out. She was pretty good." And you know, as far as you know, the applicants, you know, when they would walk in, if they were all taken aback and they couldn't handle being interviewed by a group of kids, if that really threw them that much, I would really question their ability to lead thirty kindergartners. You know, so, but you could tell the ones, some of those teachers we hired through that process had been right on. And when they walked in, the difference, the teacher that facilitated that, the difference you saw was those teachers that we ended up hiring, uh, their eyes just lit up. When they saw the students were going to interview, they just went into this whole other level of excitement. And so for me, what a great filter, what a great first test to let you know that you're in a student-driven, student-advocate school, you know. We're, we're not messing around. The, this is what we're about. Yeah, very amazing. So the last question that I ask everybody, and I could seriously talk to you for another three hours and not even scratch the surface, I know, but uh, the last question is what can someone do today to be a transformative principal like you are? Well, I really think, you know, when you're asking me questions, the I think the powerful thing is it would be kind of weird because if my bedroom's not that big, I could have my whole team in here answering these questions. I think to be transformative, you've got to understand that it's not about you. 
it is about them. And, uh, you know, that is something that I, that I think that has to happen. You know, my leadership at South Heights and it's, you know, it's going to come to an end here at some point was never about me. It was about building people up and it was about letting everybody know that they had greatness inside of them and respecting that and letting them go, you know, on the, my last day, whenever that is, I just want to slip out the back door and no one ever really notice I'm gone. You know, if you're about <laughs> statues, you know, in your honor, if you're not in the right business. So I, I think about being transformative. It's about transforming your under your organization under the understanding that everybody in that building is of the same importance. Students, adults, cafeteria, principal, doesn't matter. We all have the ability to uh, to change the world. And it's just all we have to do, you know, I've, I've gotten this in my 47 years of life. I think the key to, to greatness is just deciding. Just got to decide you're going to do it. And once you make that switch, then all the hard work makes sense. Yeah. Well, Rob, thank you so much for taking the time to chat with me today. I Every time I talk to you, I learn a lot. You've been a great uh, mentor and guide for me, and I appreciate all that you do for your kids and your teachers and the other staff at your school and for those of us that have the benefit of learning from you. So thank you very much for your time. Well, Jethro, thank you for being a partner with me. No problem. Wasn't that amazing with Rob? He is incredibly powerful. He really wants to leave a legacy. And I know he was being coy about having a statue built in your name. And uh, I can't think of anybody who deserves a statue more than him because he's pretty amazing. Thank you so much for listening to Transformative Principle. I've been Jethro Jones. Have a great day. Transformative Principal is a proud member of the Education Podcast Network, podcast for educators, podcast by educators. For more shows, check out edupodcastnetwork.com.